Alright everyone, welcome back to the podcast. As always, and I say this every, every time because I mean it, I appreciate you watching, if you watch. I also appreciate you listening, if you're one of the few people who uh, listen to the audio-only version over on Anchor.fm. You can find the link for that down below. If you don't have time to sit there and just watch a long YouTube video, uh, you, you can go over there and listen to it in the background and uh, do your thing, go out and about where you're enjoying or hating the things I have to say. But either way, I appreciate it and uh, thank you. Or as they say in Cambodia, I'm going to teach you something useful here. Akun. Akun. That's how you say thank you here. If you ever come here, now you know a word. You can tell them uh, Dave taught it to you. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, so much so that I actually took notes. Believe it or not. I took notes. And uh, we have to start out on a low, sad story, unfortunately. But it's what's being talked about. Uh, a 21-year-old man in Boulder, Colorado shot up a uh, grocery store. And he's now being charged with 10 counts of murder. His weapon of choice was an AR-15, and we all know how that usually turns out. Uh, 21 years old, 10 counts of murder. I'm 57. I haven't even written 10 books. I think, uh, I think I... I think most of us need to be a little bit more motivated in our personal lives. Uh, not on the hatred and not on the uh, stuff, but just uh, a little bit more motivated to do things in our personal lives to counteract people like this. Because the way the news media is portraying him, it makes it sound like he was some super motivated kind of guy trying to do something. We don't know what that thing is yet, but uh, it wasn't anything good. And listen, I always said I'm going to be transparent on this channel. Uh, tell you a little bit about my views and opinions. So let's talk about the, uh, the gun situation. <clears throat> the American Constitution, the Second Amendment, does support your right to own guns. But I have never heard a politician actually say the words, we want to take your guns away. Here's what happens. A politician will say, we want to introduce a bill or a measure that will restrict gun sales from a certain small percentage of the population. And somehow that gets uh, translated by people normally in the right wing to uh, they're coming for our guns. We have to we have to be against this. We have to uh, we have to petition and we have to post stupid things on Facebook like uh, 
I'm going to show you a picture of my guns and you're going to caption it with, uh, uh, if anybody tries to take my guns, this is what they're going to have to go through. You know, the whole tough guy, machismo kind of bullshit you see when it comes to that issue. Well, believe it or not, I am not against people owning guns, even as what I would consider myself is a Democrat, I guess you could say. I'm not, I mean, I voted for Republicans in the past, Democrats in the past, uh, uh, Libertarian in the past, and one year I voted for D's Nuts. Hey. So, uh, I'm kind of all over the spectrum of political ideologies, I guess you could say. And no, I, I, like I said, I've never heard a politician say, we're coming for your gun, we're gonna, we're gonna knock on your door. Uh, with the police, with the National Guard, and we're going to physically take them all away because we don't want any guns in circulation. Nobody's ever said that. That's just a lie that some pundit uh, proclaims on Fox News or OAN, which is like Fox, New Fox News, only, uh, you know, with uh, much crazier people. Just a step down, a small step down from Alex Jones you know, one of those hyperbolic blowhards who never contributes to the actual conversation but just takes it to the extreme and tries to uh, tout their side of things. So yeah, I don't think anybody's guns should be taken away unless there is an obvious clear and present danger from them to themselves or society. Uh, I think you do have the right to own guns if you want, but nobody needs an AR-15. We're talking about gun control, not abolishing the Second Amendment. Uh, listen, I come from Michigan. It's a big hunting state. People like to hunt, they like to fish, and I get that. You know, you own a hunting rifle, you go out there and you, you perform the culling of the deer once a year. I never gotten into it myself, but I appreciate a good piece of venison. Venison is uh, fucking delicious, and I like eating it. All my life I've grown up with people who, who love to hunt. Like they, uh, my former jobs, man, they, they would take their vacation weeks just so they could get out there doing, during a bow season or the first week of rifle season. And I'm all for that. Never had a problem because they've often shared their bounty with me. And I like that. Uh, but you don't hunt with an AR-15. You would just blow that deer into little tiny pieces, old Bambi parts everywhere. And here's the thing about guns, whether you, whether you agree with it or not, it's still true. Um, and, I, and I'm mentioning this because of the people that say, well, I've read stories about people who uh, drove their car into a crowd and killed a bunch of people, so maybe we should just ban cars. Or... Some guy with a knife attacks some people on the subway. Oh, well, maybe we should just ban knives because they're trying to compare it uh, to the gun issue. But here's the thing. Knives 
and cars were not originally made to be weapons of murder or injury it's true people can use them for that but you can use anything for that I could use this cheap uh, plastic microphone I have in my hand $12.50 and use it to injure somebody if I whacked them over the head with it enough but that's not what it's made for guns are made specifically to injure or kill living things whether that's a person an animal whatever and I'm not saying that's you know for hunting purposes like I said I don't think that's bad but that's the only reason they're made I don't know why people don't understand that now that that's not saying that you can't have guns or own guns or use guns for other things like right now in my in my apartment here I don't even have a hammer but I have a really big thick heavy lock that goes on the outside of my door if I need to nail something in the wall I'll just use that was that the purpose for it no can I use it for that absolutely same thing with guns I know people collect older guns they're worth some money I get it but uh, all of a sudden you find a, a Colt 45 from the 1800s and uh, you say hey this is gonna be worth some money I feel you but originally when that gun was made nobody made that gun and said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna throw it in the desert and we're gonna wait about a uh, hundred hundred and fifty years whatever for some guy to come out with a metal detector and find it and then he can sell it on eBay for twenty thousand dollars no that gun was originally made for for its use if you had to use it to either injure or kill a living creature man or animal it didn't matter so I'm not saying get rid of guns I think if you're if you are a responsible gun owner you have a history showing that you know how to store the gun safely that you're using them correctly that you're not some kind of a mentally ill, unstable person. Keep your guns. I don't care. Nobody's coming for them. You're not going to get a knock on the door. All right? Uh, but if you sit there and tell me that because that is that describes you, <clears throat> because of that you believe anybody else has the right to own any number of guns for any purposes, Come on, you don't really believe that. If somebody shows clear signs of mental illness or clear signs of aggression or violence, they shouldn't be allowed to buy weapons that were specifically made to cause violence. It's, it's, it's not a hard uh, thing to understand. But the problem is that it's become not a human rights issue, but a political issue. And so people on one side have to say, no, they have to, because of their constituents. And the other side has to say, absolutely, and there's no compromise because of their constituents. And that's why we are stuck in the muck and mire of political discourse when it comes to something like that 
but this isn't the first time that's happened uh, the incident in Boulder Colorado uh, it, it's just another example you know uh, America on, on the in the rest of the world's view has a reputation for just uh, oh, you have guns you have guns <laughs> ask somebody who doesn't know much about America maybe they know a little bit but they don't know much and ask them uh, what do you think we're like that's probably something they're going to bring up. All you, you guys all have guns. And it's surprising sometimes over here in Cambodia when I tell people I've never owned a gun. I've never registered and owned a firearm. They think it's weird. Like I missed out on part of the American dream because I didn't own something that could possibly injure or kill somebody else. I don't know. They just find that weird because of our reputation. And stories like this only help enhance that stereotype. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not a political guy. I don't like getting into political discussions. I'm trying to take it out of the political realm and just give you my feelings on it. It's not a political issue. It's a let's try to take weapons that are made to kill people out of the hands of people who want to kill people. I mean, maybe everybody, their first gun, if it's your first time buying a gun, maybe they should sell you a gun. All right, you can own one legally. But let's just say it has to start out with the, uh, with the kind of guns they had back when that amendment was uh, ratified, right? You have to start out with a musket. If you can prove you're responsible with a musket, 30 second reload time if you're once you practice enough, shoot off around, oh, hide behind a hide behind a tree, 30 seconds again, fire off another round, you know. Uh, hey, you prove you're responsible with that, we can we can move up from there. But there's no reason ever for anybody to own an AR-15 or an AK-47. There's just no reason. And at this point, I know it's fairly obvious, but because of the political talk, uh, people just don't want to stray away from their weird opinions about it. Hey, call me a lefty liberal, call me a snowflake, call me a uh, whatever you want, one of those libtards. That's always a good one. Uh, it's overused now, so it's not funny anymore, but, you know, go ahead. But, uh, you don't need a gun like that for any purpose whatsoever, period. But, like I said, nobody has ever said, we want to come and take away your guns. That's just the way the right wing spins the story to get you all upset. So the gun lobbyists can uh, use that for leverage. Oh, but as I talked about yesterday, getting on to, to more positive things, I guess. I did get my hair cut. I did get my beard shaved. I, I shared that on Facebook today. And I actually had uh, someone say, hey, you're looking really spiffy. I thought that was pretty cool. That's a word you don't hear anymore. I like some of these old-timey words. People my age will understand. Spiffy. I like spiffy. It sounds much better than handsome because that's a stretch no matter what I look like. 
And it's much better than, oh, you look so much younger. Which implies that uh, if I grow my beard back, I, I, I just, I'm just old. And by the way, it doesn't really matter if you look younger. I don't think so. <laughs> I look. Oh, it doesn't really matter. I look older. I look younger. I'm still the same age. I still have the same aches and pains. I, uh, I still forget uh, sometimes why I went into the bathroom, and then I stand there and just shit my pants, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's why I went in there. But uh, I thought spiffy was a good word. We should bring back some of those older words. Uh, instead of saying, oh, all those punk kids, you know. Oh, look at those miscreants. Miscreants is a good word we should bring back. Right? Sounds a lot better than thugs. Doesn't have the same racial overtones. Oh, you young miscreants. You need to get off my lawn. I think that uh, I think that's a good word. Spiffy, I looked. Get my notes here. Uh, but I do have to say that uh, in my relationship with Sing Lai, right over there, uh, I'm kind of the pussy. I have, uh, and I'll admit that. I don't care. Like the uh, the other day, man, uh, a huge. I mean, I, and I'm not even exaggerating. This isn't a fish story. Like, oh, I caught one this big. There's a bug about this big, like a little flying cockroach or something. Flew right in our window, right through those bars, landed on my hat, which is over there, over there, over there, ah, oh yeah, over there, and uh, just landed there and just sat there staring at me, like, what are you gonna do about it, bitch? And my response was, ah! yeah, I freaked out a little bit. It's like, I'm not used to that, Dan. In Michigan, we have small little mosquitoes, small little bugs. We kind of know what to expect. This thing came in like a boss. Like, it was taking steroids. Like, it has spent some time in cockroach prison and lifting all those cockroach weights or something. It sat there and landed on my hat, which now I have to burn, unfortunately, because uh, I don't need that uh, thought every time I wear it anymore. So while I'm sitting there screaming like a little girl, Sanglai just walks over, grabs it between her fingers, squishes it, which leaves a good amount of liquid and inside stuff on her fingers, goes to the window over there and just throws it up, washes her hands, goes back to watching YouTube like nothing ever happened. And I gotta say, I was kind of disgusted I was also kind of turned on. I had a very weird boner going on right then because I was so impressed. Yeah, I was so impressed, uh, but it was also kind of disgusting. I didn't know. I was trying to tell my penis, uh, how should I feel about this? I don't know. Flass it hard, flass it hard. Uh, you never know anymore. Get in the wrong situations and that's what happens. So I'm kind of a pussy. Yeah, and, I, and I'll admit that, but... Uh, Hey man, at least you didn't try to eat it, and that is the important thing because that would have been an instant erection. I probably would have just shot my load in my pants because too hardcore for me. Too hardcore. 
All right, guys, I know I focused a lot on, the, on a terrible incident, but I had to get that out there. Like I said, I'm always trying to be transparent on my channel. I'll tell you how I feel. You might not feel the same way. That's great. Leave me a comment. Let me know why. We can have a discussion. I won't call you an idiot if you don't try to insult my intelligence. All right. Uh, be sure to check out all my links down below if you want to donate. Hey, I really appreciate it because uh, we got some uh, equipment I want to buy. And hopefully you can help me do that. I'm cheap and uh, I don't have any money. So I'd appreciate it if you uh, bought it for me. Let's be honest. That's always better. Uh, also down below are links uh, to my Twitter. Love the Twitters. Follow me on there. Uh, also, if you don't have time to watch this podcast in video form, Anchor FM, my links down below for that. I upload all the audio to there once the podcast is uploaded to YouTube. So you can listen to it without worrying about uh, looking at the ugly for 20, 25 minutes at a time. You know? All right. And remember, if you're an up-and-coming comedian, you want uh, some promotion from this small channel to your small channel, email down below. Let me uh, Give me the links. Let me know where your sets are. Uh, try to make them like three minutes or less, you know. Just give me some of your best stuff. And I'll promote it on this channel. I'll, I'll put a link to your website, your YouTube, your whatever you have as a way of showing support to my fellow comedians because I love comedy. All right. I will talk to you guys uh, in the next one.